Welcome to Spoken Web Shortcuts. Each month on alternate fortnights, that's every second week following the monthly Spoken Web podcast episode, join me, Hannah McGregor, and our Minisode host and curator, Catherine McLeod, for Spoken Web's Shortcuts miniseries. We'll share with you specially curated audio clips from deep in the Spoken Web archives to ask, what does it mean to cut and splice digitally? What kinds of new stories and audio criticism can be produced through these short archival clips? An extension of the Shortcuts blog posts on Spoken Web Blog, this series brings Catherine's favorite audio clips each month to the Spoken Web podcast feed. So if you love what you hear, make sure to head over to spokenweb.ca for more. Without further ado, here is Catherine McLeod with Spoken Web Shortcuts, mini stories about how literature sounds. Welcome to Shortcuts, a place where we listen closely and carefully to short cuts from the audio collections of Spoken Web. In this episode, we'll be using the last full episode of the Spoken Web podcast to inspire our listening. The last episode was Lisa Robertson and the Feminist Archive. The recordings that we'll be listening to in this shortcuts are of the poet B.P. Nickel. We'll mostly be listening to a recording of a reading that B.P. Nickel gave on November 22, 1968, as part of the Sir George Williams Poetry Series. Now, you might be wondering, what does B.P. Nickel have to do with Lisa Robertson and the Feminist Archive? Well, I'm not here to make a case for what they have in common, though if I wanted to start somewhere, I'd start with Coach House Books. What I do want to draw upon from that episode on Robertson and the Feminist Archive is how producer Julia Pollock O'Neill talks about archives as having an emotional weight. That emotional weight, in the case of that episode, was rooted in hearing a recording of someone's voice who is no longer here. Yes, this episode touches upon themes of loss, and please do what you need to do to take care while listening. B.P. Nichol was a poet whose poetry was always aware of presence and absence through its linguistic play, concrete forms, and embodied sound. Let's hear how recordings of his voice invite us to think through and to feel the emotional weight of archives. What is a poem is inside of your body, 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 body. What is a poem is inside of your head, inside your head, inside your head, inside your head. Oh, what is a poem? That is was B.P. Nickel reading, reciting, performing Poem Poem. It is a poem that I played years ago, over 10 years ago, in fact as a graduate student, while presenting on a panel in a grand room at the University of Toronto. I had been discussing a dance adaptation of B.P. Nichols' poetry, and indeed a dance adaptation of his group, The Four Horsemen's Poetry. 
And well, the performance is a story in and of itself, but to get to the point here, I was talking about how they had ended the performance with poem poem, and the sounds of the words breathing, breathing, faded out as the theatre lights went down. I let the recording fade out at the end of my presentation. What is the poem is inside of you? Breathing, 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 breathing. Afterwards, one of my co-panelists told me that he was very moved. He hadn't expected to suddenly hear Nichols' voice. It was as though he was there. This was years after the passing of Nickel, and with many recordings existing of Nickel's voice, it didn't seem strange for me to hear it, but here was someone who was not a Nickel scholar, he wasn't listening to the audio recordings in Nickel's archives, but rather here he was, someone in the midst of a very public event who had just heard the voice of a dear friend. We can have such visceral reactions to hearing a voice in the archives, even if we don't know that voice personally. I think of the reactions to Gwendolyn McEwen's voice. Here's Hannah McGregor and Jen Sukfong Lee reacting to McEwen's voice on a previous episode of the Spoken Web podcast. Have you ever heard her read? No, I've never heard her voice. Oh my God, do you want it? Yeah! A fugitive from all those truths which are too true. The great clawing ones and the fire breathers. The ones that rake the flesh like piranhas and those that crush the bones to chalk and those that bear their red teeth in the night. So melodious, her voice. My mind emulates dragonfish and snake and shoots fire to melt the Arctic night. Melodious, yes. So melodious, her voice. And to be in awe of her voice has been a common response ever since McEwen started reading poems in the 1960s. Hearing McEwen's voice in the archives is somewhat similar to hearing B.P. Nichols in that we're hearing a poet who has been remembered as one who died too soon. B.P. Nichols in 1988 at age 44 and Gwendolyn McEwen one year earlier in 1987 at age 47. I think of George Bowering's memorial for B.P. Nickel, in which he writes, quote, As the years go by, scores of young and other writers and editors will develop the gifts B.P. Nickel passed freely to them, and in that way his life will go on. We will still bitterly resent the absence of his late-life poems. I think of that, too, for McEwen. Her last book was called After Worlds. But who is mourning the archival afterlife of McEwen that we will never know, that we will never hear? There are many unheard archival afterlives that probably will come to mind as I say this. At the same time, Nickel and McEwen were relatively well-known as poets in Canada, which makes you think about the voices that were never archived. And what about the voices who are recorded in the archives, but those recordings only capture certain periods of their lives and their work? Which versions of themselves are remembered in sound? I wanted to forget you, so I tried to erase your name. I wanted to erase you, 
I forgot you, your name. I wanted you, I forgot you, I erased your name. You forgot me, I wanted you, you erased my name. I tried you, I forgot you, I erased your name. Wanting you, I forgot you, you erased my name. Erasing you, the wanting forgotten, I tried your name. That was the last poem that B.P. Nichol read in Montreal at the Sir George Williams Poetry Series on November 22, 1968. Or at least we think that it was the last poem that he read. Nichols' reading cuts in and out before we can hear the applause or any final remarks, and so we can only assume that it is the end. Plus, the poem, as far as I can tell, is one that Nickel read out loud but never published in print, and so we don't know if this was the end of the poem. Though, if we listen closely, it does seem like it resolves and is even a bit reminiscent of his poem Evening Ritual, which evolves through a similar cycle of actions relating to writing. When the poem ends, at least as it ends on the tape, We don't hear applause, but we can hear sound on the tape. The recording overlaps with a recording of the same recording. The recording somehow gets recorded over itself, and so there are times like this at the end when you are listening to Nickel and then you hear the faint sound of Nickel in the background at a different point in the same reading. Erasing you, the wanting forgotten, I tried your name. Here's another example of what I mean about the recording, recording over itself, and this time we hear the tape rewind and then repeat something that we'd heard before. You can read a poem I wrote last night. <laughs> that's, uh, that's waking up. Imagination explodes. They grow old quick and die. What's left? Sometimes there's something left. I'm going to do that dangerous thing and read a poem I wrote last night. That's that's waking Lionel up at 7.30 this morning, which he didn't quite forgive me for. Um, It starts off with a quote from a poem by Bobby Hope. And, well, yesterday we were up in Carlton doing a reading there. This Shortcuts is being released right around the time when this reading took place. We can try to reenact what it would have been like to gather on this November day in downtown Montreal for this reading with B.P. Nickel and Lionel Kearns. What would it have been like to be in that room? What is the archive unable to record? By staging this shortcuts in November with a November recording, we are participating in a kind of reenactment. To what extent are we trying, trying to remember, or trying to erase a memory that may not be ours in the first place? I wanted to forget you, so I tried to erase your name. And yet, having heard it, That memory can never be forgotten. The feeling of having heard it 
is still there. Shortcuts is mixed and mastered by Judith Burr, hosted by Hannah McGregor, and produced by me, Catherine McLeod. Head to spokenweb.ca to find out more about the sounds in this minisode and to learn more about Spoken Web and the Spoken Web podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>